It's time to talk. We have a lot to talk about today, and uh, I'm just going to play this right off the bat. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. <laughs> yep. Basically. <laughs> That's horrible. Hello, darkness, my old friend. What is there to talk about? Other than the disappointment today in Qatar. And I'm not talking about the lack of alcohol. I'm talking about Team USA with a ugly, ugly 1-1 draw. I'm just going to, we're just going to get into it. Uh, we both watched the game. I think we liked what we saw out of the first half. Uh-huh. Second half, I'm not sure what the fuck was that. Everything we did in the first half was thrown out of the fucking window. We stopped pressing. We were spamming crosses, (laughs) spamming long balls over the top. And we let a Welsh team that was, quite frankly, dead food, in my opinion. We let them get a point off of us. And our hopes at advancing out of the group stage just got a lot, a lot smaller. So... I'm going to let you say what you want to. I'm going to say what I want to, and then we're going to just break down the whole game. But I'm sure you have a rant. I have a rant. Start us off. Just fucking flow, dude. It's 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 important to note the positives for a first-half performance that I thought was matched by, at the time from when I saw it, yeah, recency bias, but I was Google-eyed. I loved every bit of it. The aggressiveness. Yeah, minus the yellow cards. Uh, also, referee didn't help. 35 years old, first World Cup game. They tried to list out a resume that he had. But, I mean, you said first World, first World Cup game, and he was 35 years old, and he had a temperament like he was 25. Um, the guy was horrible. Uh, but USA should have should have matched the second half. Should have matched the first half intensity, first and foremost, and we didn't. And... That's shameful. It's it's so depressing going into the game with I had hopes. I can't even lie. I, I had hopes. I I soaked into the fever. I soaked into the um the lineups didn't trigger me much, but just the notion that I felt now building into the next World Cup because I think that's when we'll really be prime with all of these guys having that that group, that synergy. But we have a group of forwards and some midfields and attackers or about uh, uh, defenders that are that are European level, that are European stature. And I, I was more excited about seeing all of that kind of come together. And it was there. It was there. I really, really loved it. I really loved how we were passing and there was structure and um, there was an aggressiveness and there was seeking of goals. Um, I was so disappointed in the ups and down coin flip Josh Sargent that I was going to see. Too sporadic for me. Not enough of the aggressiveness up front. Um, Tyler Adams was a gem. Uh, Obviously, the goal was magnificent. Pulisic with a beautiful dime. Um, I loved, loved um, our left back, uh, Robinson. Um, I I, I thought... I really liked that first half performance and I really thought we were taking it to him. 
I mean, we should have created, finished more, created a few more shots on goal. Um, but it comes with a lack of chemistry. And that is never an excuse when it comes to international play. But what doesn't help is how wishy-washy you've been with your lineups in the first place. And you don't have a resume of trying to build some of that. Um, I thought Matt Turner did a hell of a job. Walker Zimmerman fucked us. I mean, I'm just going to say it. Even for the shit half that we were having. Yeah. Even for the shit uh, second half that we were having. You Gareth Bale is not a fucking threat. (laughs) No. No, he's not. He's not. He's not going to turn around and curl that. And he beat you to the ball. It was a horrible decision. Um, So was the McKenzie and the... um, Or McKenny and the Dest uh, um, files in the first half. Um, Dest, I don't actually think he got any contact with him or very little, but nevertheless, the action in itself warranted the card, I think. And then McKenny mm-hmm. definitely was, I think, the more egregious and definitely deserved the card. Um, the other thing that I can say is, as much as I credit him for the assist, but Pulisic, you were absent in that second half. Where was that star moment of just taking a ball, taking a guy or two on, cutting between them, making a play and finishing? I mean, I didn't. I expect that now from some of our top guys. And. Mm-hmm. For as much as we'll say for the positives, and I'll let you go now. I want to. I want to really note this point. For us to have a thirty-five-year-old defender as our most seat, well, obviously it will be the most seasoned, but our most like we're, our, our backbone right now, and him not being uh, a Pepe or a Sergio Ramos type of guy for their country, it's really depressing that we don't have qu- more quality defenders in Europe right now. Um, that's the next phase where we have that growth. I know we have, uh, you know, Robinson doing it now um, in Dest, um, but those are, those are, I don't think they're that successful. You know, Dest has gone back and forth and, you know, Robinson's kind of on the come up. So I, I think, and Yedlin is kind of like a voyager, you know, he's been on there back and mm-hmm. forth and going different places. So I don't know. I'm really disappointed with not, duplicating what we had in the first half and you have to assume right and i'll go and you can go into this as your start you have to assume that at that first half moment in that locker room the words are said keep the momentum keep the pressing keep the attacking right you have to think that's the message there's no way he's pulling a conte and saying all right we're gonna chill out for until the 75th and then you guys start to press the ball i mean right Listen, I judge people by their actions. And what I saw was a team in the second half trying to cling on to a 1-0 lead, which never works. I mean, when does that work? It's like the fucking NFL. When you go into the prevent defense, the only thing you prevent is yourself from winning. And that's what fucking happened here. They didn't press. They didn't do anything that they were successful at 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 the first half. If they just continued doing what they were doing in the first half, but they went into the shell, they let Wales gain momentum and come onto them, um, I, we, we were texting and at about the 60th minute, we were both like, yeah, this isn't good. <laughs> there was like yeah. a 10 minute spell where they let whales grow into the game and they never stopped that momentum. Right. And yeah, it was, uh, the, the reason I, I was not excited coming in this world cup for USA. And I should have been, because if you look at the talent on the field, team USA has more talent. Wales, 
The thing that's most disappointing, that Wales team was fucking garbage. I'm sorry. That's a bad team. They're old, they're fucking slow, and they were gutless in attack. Gutless. Absolutely gutless. Um, Gareth Bale is old and washed up. He was going away from the goal, and Zimmerman slid tackled him for no fucking reason at all. I'm sorry. He's not that quick, pacey Garrett Bale where he's going to spin on you and drop it in the in the top of a corner. That ain't going right. to happen. So you do one thing. The only way Gareth Bale was scoring today was a penalty, and you and you gave it to him. That was the only way he was yep. scoring. He did nothing for 90 minutes. Nothing. Um, just just this is why I wasn't excited because this Burholter guy. I, I think he's a terrible manager. I'm sorry. Every time I watch the USA, and this was the same problem today. They don't create shit. There's no the, the tactics are dead tactics. They're just spamming fucking crosses into the box. There's no yeah. great chances created. Even we even dominated that first half, but really they only had two chances, two great ones. Yeah, it was the sergeant yeah. header, and sergeant is not a good striker. You know they have to figure out something else because they have no strikers. So the sergeant header, and then the way a goal, which was great. I think Robinson. If I'm going to stick to Positives, I thought Robinson was awesome. I thought Wea was great on that right-hand side. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I thought I thought Adams was also very good in the midfield. But, yeah, defensively, I mean, you gave away the points. You literally gave them a goal. That was one of the worst tackles I've ever seen in a World Cup. Yeah. That was just dreadful. Dreadful, dreadful, dreadful. And, yeah, this is why I wasn't excited because every time I watch them, they just struggle to create good chances. The tactics are dead, and the substitutions are always bad. They were way yeah. too late today. They should have been 10 minutes earlier. And why was Gio Reyna not used? I mean, is he hurt or something? I, I think you said you had the reason that he gave. I didn't hear it. But if he's on the yeah. bench, he's your best player. He should have probably been starting. But if not, he should be your first or second man off the bench. For me, it's Aronson and Reyna, first two off the bench. And they probably should come on at the same time. I, I'm I'm literally blown away, and the thing that the thing that is killing me right now is I'm not seeing how we get out of the group stage because England is going to slap the shit out of you on Friday. If you couldn't deal with Wales, you're in for big big trouble. England coming yeah. off scoring six goals, <laughs> they scored yeah, six goals, exactly. and they looked like they weren't even trying at times. And then Iran is going to be a very tough game. Like I said, my biggest thing when I watch USA is they they have no creativity in this team, and tactically there's no creativity. So Iran's going to put 11 men behind the ball. They're mm-hmm. going to do a low block, and they're going to say, go ahead and break us down, and we'll wait for you to fuck up, and we'll hit you on the counter. And Tarumi, he's a pretty good player. He'll probably score. Th- they were dead food today, and they still got two goals from Tarumi. So I'm struggling to see how they get the four points to get out of this group stage. And here's the other thing, before I hear the quote about Reyna, which I know is going to send me off the deep end. Here's the other thing. Wales plays Iran next. Yeah. Okay, so you got to assume they ha- the winner of that game will then just have to hold on for a draw for the last game. That's all they'll need out of that last game. And that's the problem because I don't see any fucking way. Do you see any way that we come out with anything from the England game? I'm not seeing it. Uh, no. So basically, we've <laughs> got to let go of the England game and hope to not get slapped in goal differential. Okay, we can expect not even a draw at this point. We, it, it essentially puts us in a point where we're going into Iran. First off, now we need help. It's no longer about we control our own destiny. We need help. So what ideally is we need a draw. 
We need neither team to win. We need to not get slapped by uh, England as bad as Iran did. Pray that Wales gets destroyed by England in the last mm-hmm. match. Which could and happen. we beat Iran. Which could happen, absolutely. Uh, I mean, England can slap anyone right now. My God, they look good. So, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that's we 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 need help from everyone else, and we need to beat Iran because we know we're not going to get anything from England. Yeah, we we have to set up against England in the back five, put a couple DMs, <laughs> sit deep, and put fucking Aronson and Weya up top and try to hit them uh-huh. on the counter and hopefully get a 1-1 draw. That's the best-case uh-huh. scenario, in my opinion. Ho- hope that um, Raheem Sterling's awful finishing shows up. Hope that yep. Bukayo Saka's sometimes inconsistent uh, finishing shows up. And, and pray that Southgate has a managerial blunder like we've seen him have before, like he did in the Euro Finals against Italy. That's basically what we have to hope for. We have to hope that England gets it wrong on Friday. Because, and and even if England gets it wrong, we'll probably still only get a draw. But if we get a draw on Friday, I'm very, very happy with that. A draw against Holy Wales shit. was disappointing. What so was bad. the quote on why Gio Reyna did not play today? Uh, in the phase of the game we were at, we went with Jordan Morris, who we felt could give us more speed and power. You're kidding. Jordan that Morris can give us more speed. Two oh ACL, two torn ACLs. Jordan Morris. Morris, you went with Jordan Morris. Yeah, I'm sorry, but Look, see, man. this is this is why I was just so down on this team because this Burhalter guy is in way over his head. Jordan fucking Morris. No. Wow. It's embarrassing. Um. You know, and I showed you the XG. Obviously, we, we didn't we didn't win the XG, and I could really just make a point. Well, that's what playing forty five minutes does to you. I mean, we literally only yeah. attacked and were aggressive for those first forty five. Um, yep. So dominating, and when you have a second half that can just be so dreadful, it's it's it was so demoralizing to just to kind of see a lack of even desire to build up. And really want to try to go for it, um, Geo Aronson. It was it was a pleasant delight to finally see Aronson on the pitch, and he had you know flashes, um, you know one or two nutmegs. He, he was he was everywhere. I was impressed. But again, we don't. This is not the World Cup for us to win it. I think we all know that. But this is the World Cup to kind of solidify the, these young boys can kind of develop together and do it. Yeah. And kind of make make a statement, and you don't make a statement by drawing the fucking whales. I think the other thing no. is it's so important that you're noting how bad whales is. They are not yeah. a good team. It's not about giving them credit. It's not about it's it's they are truly a from a roster standpoint that is one of the worst rosters in the World Cup, and quite mm-hmm. frankly. You have to ca- you have to score, and 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 when you can, you have to hit them, and you have to win against a team like that. You are talent wise. There's no question. America was better on that pitch today. I, any Wales fan would argue that is just beyond understanding. Just facts. I mean, you have one of the two players on there that I can say from a position standpoint they may get the nod. Um, 
But there's no way, man. There's no way. Well, you got to slap that team. Yeah. And, you know, I, I was shocked, too. Because I'm I'm thinking of more recent Wales who have had good Euro runs, but this is their first World Cup in nineteenth in like since like seventy years, I believe, nineteen fifty eight, back when Pele was playing. Um, so wow. this isn't even a team with World Cup pedigree. It's not like hey, uh, this is like the old England team from like ten years ago with um, with fucking uh, I can't even think of the guy's name. Beckham. Beckham with David Beckham and all those legends. This isn't yeah. like a team with like World Cup pedigree that's consistently there. It it, yeah. it was a it was a Wales team that was there for the taking. That first forty five minutes with the they couldn't deal with our pressing. We have young legs. I text you at one point. It looked like we were more tired than Wales, and there was no excuse for that. No fucking excuse for that. We have a team full of twenty year olds. Wales's two best players are thirty five and up. Yeah. I mean. I, I've been saying this Burhalter guy, he's totally incompetent. And it, the first game, we saw exactly why I've been saying that and why I just wasn't excited. I just wasn't excited coming into this. This team needs needs a manager with some young tactics. Marsh, throw Marsh in there. I'd rather go for the win and then get beat on the fucking counter because we can't defend as well. But at least we went for the win. We tried to cling on to a 1-0 win. We try to get away with that, and we're not even that good defensively to do that. Our strengths are our young legs and our young attack up top, and the fact that we could press people. And, hey, uh-huh. if if um, Sargent and Weah get tired, we can bring on Reyna and, and Aronson that can press. I've seen I, – I told you, when Arsenal played Leeds this year, I was so impressed that Aronson ran at us for 90 minutes. Yeah. So I don't yeah. want to hear that, uh, oh, we got tired. That's fucking pathetic. If, if that's the excuse. Yep. There's no reason we should be more tired than Wales. That's bullshit. No, no not, not, not a, not an excuse. The only, the only thing that bothers me about just a one game sample right now, and I don't disagree that in the long run, I, I think uncle Jesse would be an, a better solution, but the way we lost that game today is a little bit similar to what those uncle Jesse teams do. Yes. They I'm giving you uh, absolutely. I would rather go out attacking and losing on a counter and, and going at a team because we feel like we have the forwards and the aggressiveness to do that. I'm all for that, but one, the two bad mistakes on the defensive end, we gave up uh, uh, a pen, a dumb penalty, which by the way, a player who was dominating the MLS, like a two time, all like a defender of the year or some shit like that in, in the fucking MLS. So like it's pathetic that he's one of our better defenders, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. and he gives up that pen. And that is shades of some of the shit that I've seen from uncle Jesse's teams, dumb shit in the, in the box defending. And it's like, I don't want to duplicate that. Today was an example of not today was an example of, I have to believe he told them go attack for it in the second half. But this is an example of not reading the team's energy and seeing, yes, I agree they're not tired, but for some reason they just weren't going for it. So what you do as a manager, you bring in those sparks and you bring them in fast because you got to keep the momentum. The moment you see that they start to go ahead and change things, you got to cut it off immediately. And you got to bring yeah. in Aaronson. You got to bring in Geo. You got to bring in some quickness and some players that can build 
and really still put pressure on their DMs and back line. And I, I, I'm just, I'm disappointed in that. I think Uncle that I would say Uncle Jesse would have done. Uncle Jesse would have brought in those subs a whole lot faster. Yeah, and that's why I, I just, you keep saying like they had to have said to like go for it in the second half. But for me, I don't think he, there's no way he couldn't have said that because they didn't go for it at all. They let Wales come on to them. I mean, you saw yeah. Wales in that first half. They could not hold possession for, for more than three passes. They could yeah. not hold possession at all. There was no yeah. fucking reason to take our foot off the gas. The only way Wales was going to get back in that game is if we tactically set up to let them back in the game, which is exactly what we fucking did. And it's mind-boggling. Yeah. Mind-boggling. I, I, I don't yeah. understand it. We should have kept the press on. They could not deal with it. They are old and slow. And and mm-hmm. and you have five subs now. There's no fucking excuse oh, no. for it. There's no excuse for it. No. The five sub thing benefits a team that's going to press you because you can press now for 90 fucking minutes. You exactly. can press for 90 fucking minutes because you could take off all three and we have the depth up front. We have Pulisic. We, I'm sorry. We have Reyna and Aronson. We have the depth up front. So yeah. you could bring those two on and continue the press. And, and what the fuck were Wales going to do? And I, I always hear, oh, MLS has good defenders. Please save it for another day. Save it for another yeah. fucking day. You need some better defenders back there. The, okay. the best defender on the field, the best the best people back there were the defenders for Fulham. Yeah. Raymond Robinson. Exactly. Zimmerman, yeah. I, and again, Gareth Bale is no longer Gareth Bale. He's a fossil in MLS. So I don't understand what that challenge was. He Such gave away the three time. points. And it's just, like I said, if, if this was 1-1 against England, we'd be singing a different tune. But mm-hmm. in my opinion, in my opinion, that's the easiest team in our group. Iran is going to be a lot tougher. Trust me. Yeah, they're they're very I physical. Not. Iran. I, I from what I saw from Iran, granted they gave up six goals, so we should be able to score on them. But they're also going to play a low block, and and England has way more creativity to unlock that low block. We have we struggle with creating chances. We struggle today. Look at our XG. It proves it to you right there. We got yeah. we got out XG by one to fucking whales. So yeah. we have a problem with creativity, a big problem with creativity in this team. So if you think we're just going to easily score like England did against Iran on that low block, you have you, I, I have I have something very bad to tell you. It's not going to happen in that Iran game. We got to hope for a one zero. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah. And- and to your credit, to your credit in regards to Iran, the they were kind of creative on the buildup as well. They were kind of yeah. creative. I mean, they they scored too. So they were able to kind of do their thing. I mean, mm-hmm. shit, they lost and they scored more than us. Holy fuck, this is scary. That's what I'm saying. Scary. Karimi's a, I mean, Karimi's a guy that they can just say, hey, we're going to stick 10 men behind the ball and we're going to play that Conte tactics. That's how Conte would love to get the win. He was probably freaking jacking off to that game today. Even though they oh, lost, yeah. he's like, yeah, this is what I like. They got oh, yeah. two no. gold today. Yeah. Yeah. No. It was, he's telling uh, his Patriots, shocking. yeah, this is, this is, we're not in it because we're not doing it like they are right now. This is, this is how you win in the World Cup. That guy's a nut job. Absolutely. So, so let's, let's kind of wind down and let's, let's realistically figure out how USA advances through this group. 
Okay, let's figure it out, and then we'll talk about the England game. But let's let's talk about it. First of all, Pulisic looked dead out there at the end of the game. Uh-huh. I don't think he's going to bench him. I don't think Burhalter has the, the the balls to do that because Pulisic's kind of the face of the team. Yeah. However, I would start Reyna and Aronson. I don't think he would, but they have to they have to consider how tired he looked. Didn't he look tired to you? He looked completely knackered the last 20 minutes. He did. He did. And uh, when he had the ball, I felt like we were toothless, specifically somehow him getting to the right wing. And there were a couple opportunities for him to kind of swing it on over. He got aggressive there in our final third when they, when we'd get dispossessed, got the ball back. And then I just would feel like maybe something's coming and then to nothing, to no avail. He, he wasn't, it definitely looked, Tired, you know, I don't, so I guess my first, my, I'm not against, I want Reyna and Aaronson to start. I guess my first thing is, would we take Pulisic off? I mean, Wea's well, got to start. Wea gets to start yeah. for the goal. Would you, um, would you put Wea at striker? Yes. Yeah, I would too, because... From what I saw from Sargent, we were texting about it today. He doesn't move at all. He doesn't he doesn't unlock anything with his movements. I think that's part of the creativity. I don't know if tactically that's how Burhalter wants him to play, but he he did, genuinely did nothing up top. The only opportunity he got was a nice cross from Robinson and he completely fucked the header. So for me, you're not getting anything from him up top at all. At all. He wasn't even pressing that well, in my opinion. So I'm putting way up there. He was probably my most impressive player today. I I loved him. Loved everything that I saw out of him in the in the early stages. I actually wanted to text you because he had a couple of times when he was on the ball, kind of made a fancy no look ball pass and then got it back and then passed it backwards. And I'm just thinking, all right, dude, you're getting a little too cute for me. Like this is game one of the fucking World Cup. Like, who are you, kind of thing? I mean, shut me up quick because he scores a goal, perfect yeah. run. Um, Pulisic with the dime, so I was kind of I was kind of like okay, I, I, a little too much. Like he looked like Dembele ish, like a little too much sometimes. Just bit. get the job done. So for him to do those things, I was just like, eh. yeah. So he sh- shut me up. Had the goal. Uh, Robinson was so aggressive, and if we could have gone at anyone, I felt like a little Love bit him. more in that first half. Davies, bro. Ben Davies is a absolute duck. You got to go at him. I mean, jeez, yeah. man. That guy is just a sitting duck. No movement, no nothing. The guy has got like one to two spurts. He had a, a great header that he came out of nowhere, and it was like, wait, was that Davies? It was like, yeah, because literally that took all of his energy. He's not going to do anything else for the rest of the half. Like, that guy was abysmal. Looks like a hedge fund baby. Should be a banker. Guy should be telling me about opening another account and getting my lower interest rates. I mean, it's just absurd how that guy didn't get ate up more by Pulisic, by McKenney, just going at him, attacking. I was really, and that's the other thing too. I guess I, the the overall point you said it spamming uh, crosses into the box. We were so bad at it. If you're gonna do it. At least yeah. have have a mentality behind it. The, some of the balls that we put in there were just 
god awful, man. No sense. At least pick, at least pick a runner out or pick somebody out. They were literally. It was just. It was just uh, FIFA mode. Press the square button, send it into the box. Hopefully, somebody's yeah. head gets on it. And that's always my problem with Perhalter. It seems like there's no tactics. There's no chances created. I, I'm not sure what they're trying to do going forward, even though their strengths are going forward with, with the talent they have. I mean, you you could do a combined 11 with that team. I'm, I'm, I'm probably not even picking anybody with Wales. You know, maybe yeah. there's a couple players you pick, but it's it's nine USA players to two at, at, at uh-huh. best for Wales. And, yeah, you know, I think we have to discuss Weya up top because, like I said, Sargent provided nothing, and I I loved Weya on the right, but I just I I we got nothing from Sargent in the middle, so I think we need to go Weya up top, and then put put Aronson maybe, you know, when we play like Iran, maybe do that, but for England, like which is our next game, so how do we get something out of that game? How do we do it? Is it even possible? <sighs> Because we need to try to get a point. We need a point, at least, because it could get dicey. Because, like, let's say, let's say fucking Wales wins wins against Iran. Let's say that happens. They 2-1. They win. All right. Now mm-hmm. Wales is sitting at four points. Now Wales can go into the England game and just defend for their life and try to get a draw. And England, let's assume they beat us, which I'm going to say, then England's already 6-0. They don't really have to play against Wales too much because they're already yeah. top of the group. So Wales playing England in that last game is a big factor because let's say Wales pulled off that win against Iran. Then Wales so, can just defend for their life, try to get a draw against England, and that's a wrap. Yeah, that's a wrap. So just kind of how the rest of this group, just this group, um, November 25th. So we the game on Black Friday. There's two games on that Black Friday. Um obviously we play England and then Wales play Iran. And then on the What 29th, time is the Wales Iran game? Uh I think I got now. these times wrong again cuz Let me look it up. I think it's 8 a.m. Yeah, it's the 8 a.m. Yeah, like like you were saying we need to kind of hope for a fucking draw in Wales versus Iran. A draw, yeah, that's exactly that's what, what we, we need. need. <laughs> yeah, because so the group- if that doesn't happen, if one of those teams win, I'm not, I'm not really seeing how we get out of the group unless we get a miracle draw against England, because then we'll be sitting at two points, and then we can go in that Iran win, trying to get three, and three gets us over. Yeah, uh, a draw, a draw for Iran and Wales immediately fucks Iran. Because Iran yes. has a draw and a loss on their on their table, a four point and loss. the yeah, and the loss is just a bit so bad of a loss, probably the worst loss in the group stage we're gonna have potentially. So Iran is just completely fucked. It makes their game against. This. Go ahead. Qatar losing by more than four goals against Netherlands. <laughs> oh man, Qatar I don't know. I don't. They were, they were, <laughs> but I mean, I. I would have to look at the matchups and see who gets who because I they think you bad. can probably find they were bad, but I think you can find a better team than the Netherlands that can probably put more goals up. Like England, England were England in like uh, 
versus Saudi Arabia would be disgusting if they got a chance yeah. to get. I mean, obviously they won't see them in the group stage, but maybe in the next round, I doubt it. Um, but like, I just feel like right now England was just maybe it was the opponent too. I don't know, dude. They were so fucking good, bro. Good, they were good. Right. especially against a defensive team. Um, you have to give credit to Southgate a little bit. He didn't go with a back three. He played attacking, very attacking. Mm-hmm. So you have to give him credit for that. But yeah, so yeah, so five a.m. Friday. So we're gonna wake up Friday and we're gonna know pretty much. We're either going to be pissed off because, honestly, if either of those games – all right, so let's do scenarios here. We're going to wake up Friday, and so Wales-Iran draw is best-case scenario. That's best case because now Iran's kind of out of it because now Mm -hmm. Iran has one point with a minus four goal differential. So let's say they beat U.S., well, if they beat U.S., they, they could still possibly go through because then England beats Wales, then Wales would have to win. But that kind of fucks Iran. So that's that's yeah. best-case scenario, right? Yeah. Um, the draw. So if Wales beats Iran, that's not a good scenario because now Wales has uh, will have four points, and we would definitely need to get a draw going into that because then we're going to have to beat Iran by probably two goals because Iran would have say, the victory. Of the, yeah. Right. So, so here are a few constants that I have to, we have to know in scenario wise, we are losing to England. We cannot plan on anything out of England. So this is, yeah. this is how I see it. The, exactly. The best case scenario is draw because it fucks Iran, but then it makes us, best to be in line probability wise for second because look at the last opponent we have iran wales has england wales is done all we have to do all we have to do really theoretically is draw sadly but we're probably going to need that we'll probably get that win in iran should it be a draw because i think we're gonna under everyone's gonna understand the draw is exactly what we want here let's say iran win iran winning makes the Iran, Iran and us would game. be better than Wales winning. Well, yeah, because that would only give Iran three points. Wales would have four, and then and the draw against us. Yeah, yeah, because because listen, England most likely is gonna like we said, we're expecting a loss. We're expecting yeah. a loss, and we're going through this as a loss because England was great today, and we were good for forty five minutes. And bad for 45 minutes. Um, So we're saying we we lose that. Let's say we lose 2-0. Honestly, that would probably be not that bad. If we get smacked in that game, pack your bags, USA, book your flight. It's done. It's done. Yeah, Yeah. it's done. Goal differential. Iran winning would not be terrible because you have to assume, even though England won't have much to play for, Mm Best case scenario, that Wales team, we've both said we didn't we weren't impressed at all by them today. Best case yeah, scenario for Wales is they is they go hard for 90 minutes and they still pull out a draw. Yeah. Which, you know, might still be a problem, but you know, I don't know. I'm trying to talk myself into this. I I'm having a tough time seeing us get out of we the have, group. <laughs> no, we have every opportunity. We have every opportunity to 
Here are the three scenarios, just the way how I thought of it. Draw. It's got to be a draw. Draw for Iran and Wales, because that game is so important right now. That The the three outcomes that can happen, this is how it works. Draw, Iran and Wales. We go into the last game against Iran just needing a, a win by one goal, and we're good. We're through. A win for Iran, and we're literally playing that last game. We're literally playing for the winner goes on to uh, to to the second place. So we have our Dennis, we have our destiny in our control again. Should Iran uh, win, Wales winning, we're not only going to have to win, but we're going to have to win by two goals. Yep, yep. Is is, is the way it plays basically plans out. So congratulations, you completely fucked us, uh, Walker Zimmerman. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. It, All of this math is based on your st- complete stupidity. Just a draw. Look yeah. at that. It's such a crazy man. That's. I love this tournament, but damn, it's just. It's gut wrenching. Well, yeah. Like I said, it, it's extremely gut wrenching because I think that was the easiest game in our group. Like I yep. said, even though Iran got slapped by four goals, they still managed to put up a couple goals against England. <clears throat> they still managed to score. We know Tarimi's deadly. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we had problems covering slow Gareth Bale in the box. You know, we mm-hmm. had to slide tackle him and get a, give up a penalty. Tarimi no has reason. a lot more to offer going forward. A lot more to offer going forward. And, um, yeah, it, it's, you know, just going through scenarios, it's just that's the tough part is Wales was our easiest game by far yeah. because Iran is way more organized defensively. They're, like, ranked 20th. I was reading some stats about them. They don't concede a lot of goals. Obviously, you know, you could say, well, England scored six, but England was on it today. England has world-class players at several positions. Um, You know, they have players that have been doing it for a while. They're coming off the Euros final. They're coming up a World Cup semifinal. The level between uh, England and USA right now is still a long, long while. We have to try to close that gap by 2026. But the gap right now is literally the gap between the United States and England. <laughs> That's how big the gap yeah. is between our two football teams. <laughs> yeah. It's wild. It's wild. Um, it's not going to be pretty on Friday. And this is, this is the other thing too, that really this, I'm thinking about this from my family perspective and all the outsiders that are looking at it, like, all right, we'll give soccer a chance. Let's see what they have. Black Friday. It's, Losing today, or I and look, look, look how I talk about it. It's automatically a loss. I look at it as a loss, but drawing today sets us up for an opportunity to not to just get shellacked against England, and we have to go in front of the world, in front of everyone. It's going to be, I think, someone else has said it before, but it's probably going to be one of the most viewed sporting events in in the in the in the country so far this year. Um, and we're gonna, I think, we're gonna drop the ball. And it's going to show everyone that's kind of on the fence teetering. Man, why am I watching this again? Why are we even caring about this? This is the team you want me to try to come out and support? I thought you guys are saying this is it. This is the team that we can have. And it's like, no, if you're not paying attention. Great point. This is such a good point. We are so close. We are not that far off. We have great talent. Like, stick with us. This is a great time to support us right now. Not a time to just not look. 
really get behind this team. And doing all of this and drawing today sets us up for a shellacking in front of our own country, in front of everyone. And now we're not, we're going to lose fans because why? Why are we watching it now? Sucks, man. It's, it's such a good point by you because, you know, we've been hearing how, you know, this USA team is talented, which is true. And I still, I still say this team is very talented. Um, I, there was a lot of talent on that on that pitch today, a lot. But it's a good point by you because we've been hearing for years USA soccer, USA football is uh, is picking it up. You know they're going to be a they're going to be a force in the next World Cup, and you know watch out for USA. Pulisic, McKinney, Adams. You know we got all these players playing in the Premier League and and in Serie A and all these big leagues now. They're they, you know we we took them most of them out of MLS. And, and look, you know, USA is going to come in. We qualified for the World Cup, and this is going to be a big year for us. And guess what? On Black Friday, we're playing England at 2 p.m. That's a huge yeah. game. Everybody's going to be off. Most people are off on Black Friday. Everybody's going to yep. be invested in that game. You know, I'm sure the numbers for whatever the game was today, it'll be double that for England. And there's yep. a very good chance – a very good chance that that game is a 4-0 game or a 4-1 game. It's a very good chance. It's a very good chance yeah. that game is done and dusted within 25 minutes because England was hella impressive today. And I'm going to oh, tell yeah. you what, if you can't tactically get a win with this, with your, we said it, the USA's roster is way better than Wales. I'm sure mm-hmm. the FIFA rankings even show that. And if you just mm-hmm. look at the talent on the pitch compared to Wales, we had that big of a talent gap, and we couldn't manage more than a draw when we needed yep. it. We said on the last podcast, this is a must-win game for USA. You have to go into that game against England with some momentum. And it's not like they fought back and got a 1-1 draw. That would even suck, but at least they showed some fight. They're going into yeah. this game. Their performance started up here, and it nosedived. Nosedive. Yeah. Honestly, they're lucky they got out with the point because Wales outplayed them in the second half. And really, mm-hmm. we didn't have any opportunities to make that 2-1. So it, it's it's an excellent point. Black Friday, everybody's going to be off. Everybody's going to be watching it. And, hey, you know, this could be a big moment. USA beats England. It could be the total opposite of that. And it's a, it's a really good point that I didn't even think of because I'm just – so disappointed with the with the ninety minutes I watched today, but it's a it's a great point. It's a great point. We've been hearing about this team for so long, and yeah, it could get ugly. On the Football Americas podcast, Hercules Gomez earlier today has been quoted as saying, "You can talk all you want about how green this young team is, but you know who's the greenest of them all? It's Greg Berhalter." That's yep. so spot on, dude. We have players that are over here. Yeah, they're young. We have the second most youthful team. But, I mean, Berhalter's shown his youth in regards to these managerial experiences and these scenarios, man. And he got it wrong today. Should have brought those guys in more earlier. Should have changed up. He could have easily changed the momentum. And, yeah, he didn't. He didn't. We we are not looking good going into Black Friday. It's going to be... I don't know. You posed the question. How do we do it? It's the defensive midfielders. Tyler Adams is going to have to have a 10.0 game and, and it's going to be a ridiculous game. 
He was. He was. Um, but it's going to be a little bit of a different story when we're asking him to cover Phil Foden yeah. and Jack Grealish and Sterling and Saka and Harry Kane. Harry Kane looked great today, and I don't think he scored. Um, Raheem Sterling can't finish for shit, and he still managed to get a nice goal. Um, that team against our back line, good night. Good night. Now, Like, like now, I said – Iran put 11 men behind the ball and they scored six goals with ease. Now they're going against yeah. MLS defenders. Yeah. It's going to be a joke. It's going to be a joke. Here's what I'm hoping for. I am hoping I for one day from crying. It's it's a joke. It's a joke. It, it really is a joke. If you think about it, you mentioned talent gap. Look at the talent gap we had against Wales. We get a draw and we have, and we're the advantage. Now we're about to be the, on the bottom end of the talent gap. And what the hell are we about to get done to us? Um, the you gotta hope for a Harry Maguire start, and you gotta hope for a Harry Maguire fuck up with a pen. That would yes. really soak momentum. You wanna you wanna talk about an ideal start. You wanna talk about Pulisic being smart enough to know, hey, all forwards, we gotta go at this motherfucker. Fridge, this is the, the one. I'm, t- I'm telling you, if there's anyone that we can. If we can smell out anybody back there, we're going after we're going after Big Harry. So I would go at him and and pray and pray that we can keep possession and and create enough. And maybe Declan and Calvin Phillips have a, a little bit of sleeper and Jude have a sleeper in the midfield. Um I don't see us scoring more than two goals if we can even mm-hmm. get two goals. I don't That's even a big see ass, a stop. I think it's so much, man. There's so many. It's not good, not good. Which is why I, I, for the predictions and the projections, I've been saying, no way. You've got to count this as a huge loss. We're losing three 0 Move forward. It's all about that Iran game. Yeah, sucks. Yeah. If you if you gave me one zero right now, I'd I'd probably take it and say, let's hope, mm-hmm. let's take the one zero. Let's hope for a draw, or yeah. or a. Iran win, and then we'll go and try to beat Iran. Honestly, I would take that. We can't have a huge goal differential. And here's the problem. In most of these games, in most of these games, our midfield is probably our strongest point, Adams, McKinney, and Musa. You're not going to have a midfield advantage against Jude Bellingham and Declan Rice and even Mason Mount. You're not going to have an advantage there. You're not. There's no advantage there. Lack of creativity. <clears throat> yeah, okay. We can probably hope that Harry Maguire makes a mistake. But, you know, he didn't look too bad today. International yeah. game has slowed down a lot. And there's nothing I see except, you know, Weah might cause him problems. Aronson's speed might cause him problems. So that's why I would probably start Aronson and Weah, Weah at striker. Because you have to you have to try to Put put players up top that are going to cause uh, these England defenders problems. You put Sargent up there, Harry Maguire is going to turn into Virgil Van Dyke Prime. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Sargent is not causing any problems for for no. even a defender like Harry Maguire. And, no. and I'm sorry, but MLS defenders, <clears throat> MLS defenders are not going to get it done. They're not. No. You watch MLS offense, uh, and it's it's all over the place. And in in Europe. Def- defenses are compact. They move mm. together. They play together. That's not how people defend in MLS. It's there's no composure in the defense in MLS, and there's no shape. There really isn't. 
And that's what you need in the international game. Iran, watch how their, their shape was today. They were very tight and compact, and they still got yeah. slapped with six goals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did. They 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 found a way to at times create a the, the only benefit to us as as an American going into that game is with Iran looking like they could have a little passes, but that was when the game was gone and dusted. I mean, it was it was done for them. I can I can understand why. Maybe mentally England was done because that slapping was so good. I think they knew we're past this group. Like we're, we, we're way past this. Like we can do this to everybody we're about to face. So England, England looked next level. We got to hope that we get some sort of Southgate disaster as well. Luke Shaw lined up at center back. Um, we got to hope for some sort of, uh, yeah. Yeah. Let them line up Foden and Saka as wingbacks. What's your prediction for the game? Realistic. Four to one. Yeah, I'm going to be positive and say three nothing England. <laughs> that's me being positive. Yeah, then that's Seriously, fair. To that's be honest, I know. It is. It is. I'm hoping a one. I'm hoping we score first. Or you know what I'm hoping for? We have Let's to score just, first if we want any chance at anything. We have to oh, score yeah. first if we want any chance. Oh yeah. And even I'm just even trying to be more realistic about even scoring chance. Let us hit the post. Give me something within the first five minutes where we have a run and we just hit the post and it's just like, oh my god, we could have just done it right there, like that. And oh my, that would be such a settling moment. I think for some of the attackers and the rest of the team. That would be really, really nice. That, or like I said, the prayers of, a, of the FIFA gods or the soccer gods of giving us a Harry Maguire blunder. That would be, oh, man. Red card, one-on-one, pulls, pulls the, pulls the player down. Really <laughs> yeah. That's what we Red need, one-on-one. Down to 10, yeah. man. Oh, that six, would the penalty. Or up 1-0. Yeah, that's that's what we need. Yeah. That's when I'll. But yeah, I mean, it's just tough to be positive about that game. No, yeah, yeah, for sure. England, though. Some of these other games, though. What did you think about some of these other games? Have you liked what you've seen? Uh, yeah, let's, let's go over them, and then we'll kind of. Um, first of all, before we move on to that, what do you think? What's your realistic prediction of Wales and Iran? Oh, uh, what you see from both teams? Who's who's getting that? I can honestly see a draw. I really can. I, I don't want to say it, but I really can genuinely see a draw. And I can see a one-to-one or – I I've seen more. I trust more from Iran because of their opponent and because while I know they can give up, I know that, that was the, the competition went so far and ahead. Whereas Wales did it against us. We played down to the competition – I don't think Wales really showed anything today that made anyone scratch their heads and say, how do we stop them? How do we deal with them? So I think the nod would go to Iran, but I'm really seeing Iran being able to just fuck it up because Wales play some just downward ball and just both teams scrap it out. So I would say at the very most two to two draw, but most likely it'd be one, 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 I think. I'm going to say 1-1. One, one. I'm hoping for that. But we we have to say, too, before we move on, that ref was fucking terrible today. He was Horrendous. awful. He had no control of the game. He was doing this weird thing. Whenever he would give a foul, he would make somebody come walk up mm-hmm. to him, and then he would explain why he, like, 
all right, dude, like, like, can we keep the game flowing a little bit? Like he wanted everybody to acknowledge his words. It was very, very strange. And he was incredibly biased. And this isn't coming. Like I was, I'm not trying to like cry about it because I honestly think USA fucked themselves. However, he was incredibly biased towards Wales. There was times where Wales players would go down and he would completely stop the run of play, completely stop it. And then you would have a USA player go down literally minutes after that and play on. Go ahead, play on. Yeah. Uh, come on, dude. You got to call it fair. If you're going to give that for the other team, you got to give it back. I mean, it was a little, little ridiculous. And he, he was totally out of his depth. If he's roughing that game Friday, it might be a 6 nothing drubbing because he did not like America. Some American company must have fucked him over or something. I was just about to say, I know for a fact Pulisic got on his nerves. He was yeah. so pissed off every time Pulisic tried to talk to him. Every mm-hmm. single time. It got to the point where I think in the second half, I saw Pulisic just walk away, shrug his hand, his hands up. Like, I mean, what, what do I even – I can't even talk to this guy. He won't even, like, listen to a word I say. Like, Pulisic was completely done with that dude. He must have said something that pissed him off. Um, I can't think of anything from a Wales perspective where I can say, look at them going at the ref. They probably had the 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 wherewithal to kind of be like, hey, we're not going to fight them. We're going to be nice to them kind of thing. Let the Americans fight them and yeah. piss them off. So maybe there was probably some of that, but I completely agree with you. I feel like that ref power trip the whole time, trying to get players to mm-hmm. walk up to him. Um, light with the fouls on our wingers and – um, the uh, the afterplay shoving, right? I mean, Pulisic got down easily a card, didn't give him shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was it mm-hmm. was kind of symbolic yeah. at at certain points. So, yeah, I'm I'm not bad. looking forward to that ref, hundred percent. Yeah, he was awful. He should after today's performance, he should be he should be done. Honestly, that was that was yeah. awful. That was just straight up awful. It was, <laughs> but um. Yeah, uh, it's really tough to see us out of the group, but you know, hopefully, hopefully we can get out. And um, yeah, we got to pray to get second in the group at this point. England, um, we'll talk about the other games. England was impressive. Um, they played a back four. I was shocked to see Maguire and Shaw starting. However, um, they were good today. Iran, <clears throat> a team like Iran, that's going to sit back. And they're not really going to press. That suits Harry Maguire. So he looked pretty fine back there. I didn't see the penalty, though. Who conceded the penalty? I'd have I to go back and look at that. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't see the exact play at, at the point. I know Harry wasn't in the game. Um, he had been subbed off. He was sick or something, which he already confirmed on Twitter, on his social medias at least, that he's you know good to go. He was just doing it more from a preventative standpoint. Um, but I don't know who conceded. I, I don't even know if it was actually a, a worth of giving up. Um, it's pretty late. But in England, the change in Southgate was impressive. And you got to, you, for all the shit that the guy gets, you got to give him a little credit for coming into that game and going a little bit more aggressive and playing players where they've actually been. And yeah. that's... That's a proper adjustment. That's what winning managers do. They kind of conform with with what they kind of have and can be an amoeba to those players, especially from an international perspective. Um, I, I'm interested to see who he starts because if if 
If Phil Bowden's the one that yeah. has to stick the dagger on us, that's going to hurt some more. <laughs> if if Calvin Phillips is the one who's locking in Aronson as he's making runs, that's going to hurt some more. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm very. I was very very impressed. I was also impressed with yeah. the Dutch there towards the end of the game. The Dutch started to put things together. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so on England, um, <clears throat> six goals. I mean, how can you be anything but impressed? My boy, Bakayo Saka, man of the match in his World Cup debut. That's why uh-huh. he's the star boy. Just impressive, uh-huh. impressive, impressive. He always he always impresses me. He just <clears> – <throat> you set the bar here with a Saka, and then he goes a step above. Sign him to a new contract, please. Give him a lifetime contract. Keep that guy, keep that guy at Arsenal. He is special for sure. And this is coming off devastation at the Euros, of course. You know, no nerves. Comes in, scores a brace. Uh, just, just can't say enough about that kid. He's a, he's a great ambassador for the club. He's a great ambassador for England. I've said many times, Bukayo Saka and Phil Foden are the future of England. And they will go far if they follow those two kids' leads because they are both special. And... <clears throat> Just getting goals from everywhere. Harry Maguire hit the post at one point. You know, at, there were so many times they looked like they were going to score. Sterling with a uh-huh. great finish on a great cross. Um, Jack, Jack Grealish scoring. Um, who else scored? <clears throat> Jude Bellingham yeah. scoring the first goal for England. You're a yeah. uh, player to watch for the tournament. Possible young player of the tournament. Looking like a good pick. Saka. I mean, can we possibly – if he's going to play – Wales and and USA and we think they're going to score even more goals against those teams. Saka shout for Golden Boot possibly. You got to get six goals easily. Can he get another yep. brace in the next game? I mean, something to talk about. Maybe he's the possible young player of the tournament. But uh-huh. there's so many talking points. I mean, they were impressive, and <clears throat> we've always said England has the talent. It's just can Southgate get it right? So maybe he's kind of switching his rigid tactics and formula. The problem for England going forward, because we're already saying England finishing number one in the group, correct? Yeah. 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 I think it's safe. The problem for England going forward is Harry Maguire was fine today, but Harry Maguire going against Brazil, Harry Maguire going against France, those fast forwards, that's Uh going to be the problem for England, is can they hold up defensively when they start playing some some quick attacks? Because – most international football is slow, most of it. But when you play teams like Brazil, Argentina, Uruguay, teams like that, those South American teams that play with pass and finesse up top, those people are going to give Harry Maguire trouble. But, yeah, I was impressed by them. I really was. <clears throat> so just playing the game, if it's safe to assume with what we've seen today with England winning the group, we know – there's one of four teams that they have to play because of how the brackets are set up. The first place in Group B has to play the second place in Group A. So who do you think England will match up with? Ecuador, Qatar, Senegal, or the Netherlands? Ecuador. Um, I think there's a chance Senegal gets gets out of there, but you got to say... The group right now is looking like a layup for England. And then the first matchup in the round of 16, you got to be happy with that if you're England. I mean, yeah. Ecuador, 
they they did well against Qatar, but I'm going to say as bad as Wales was, I I still think Qatar was the worst team I've seen so far. Um, (laughs) So you got to say, you know, Netherlands already picked up the three. They have to play Qatar again. I think there's no way in hell unless the Saudis do something really, really dirty to get a to get a draw or a win out of that. There's no way in hell Netherlands isn't finishing first. So you got to say England's going to see Ecuador or um, Ecuador or Senegal. And you have to be happy with that, England. You really do. 100%. We should also point out a few things about Qatar, and I think you'll have a good laugh to this. The majority of their roster on the Qatari national team all play for a particular club that has been managed by a particular Spanish manager that left his position to go coach a particular Spanish club by the name of Barcelona. Javi was the manager of the club. Oh, that's right. He came from fucking Qatar. (laughs) He came from Qatar and he was coaching that one, all of those players. The majority of the roster, it's like apparently like uh, 16, 17 of the players on that roster all come from that one club. They're apparently one of the, they have one of the most seasoned teams or just regards of how many games that they've played together. Together. think Think about how shit they looked. God, that was bad, man. That was bad. Yeah, yeah that's so favorable of- for England. Mm-hmm. That is so fucking favorable for England. <clears throat> and I even think their next next matchup, what was it? No, let's see. I wrote this down. So England, Senegal, and then they would have, they would get, the next matchup would be Denmark or Poland if, if those two were oh. to play each other. So, I mean, they're getting favorable uh, draws, it looks like. Yeah. So, yeah. And then they're on the same side as Brazil, Uruguay, Spain. They'd be on that same side of the bracket, but they wouldn't play them until the, the semis. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, you have to be – from what I saw from England today, uh, you have to say they're definitely contenders to win it all. Definitely contenders. I still don't think they will, but you have yeah. to say they're up there. They're up there. They're up there. Uh, I would say the concern is the finishing quality against teams that are just as stacked as your roster. I don't Mm -hmm. know. I do have my suspects of Brazil's defense. Um, I I do feel like they're suspicious back there. But... I don't don't know. England, this... It's games like this, though, that from an England perspective... You're building your confidence. This is why. Exactly. This is why. Exactly. This this is huge, huge form going into those bigger games because they know we can get that goal. We just kind of keep pressing. We'll get moments. This is why it's so fucking pivotal when you should beat the fucking team that you're better than, America. Beat the fucking yeah. team you're better than, dude. God damn, it's so stupid. It's so frustrating to see England doing it, and it's like. And it's a it's a collision course of two teams heading in opposite directions, and it's going to be a shellacking, dude. God, I'm talking to myself into like six one now. Shit, I'm scared. Yeah, that's what makes the England game even more scary. Is you just you just played a terrible second half. You gave up you gave up the three points, and then you're mm-hmm. going against a team that just scored six. A lot of those players, it was their first World Cup, and they're coming. They're they were probably nervous going into that game. But now they're not. They're actually the complete opposite of nervous. They're completely confident. Completely confident. I'm sure they sat back and watched that USA game and said, 
yeah, we don't got to worry too much about this. We'll be ready, but you know, I think, I think we'll be all right. I think we'll survive that, that test against USA, but you never know. I mean, it, it's going to be a big game. You never know what happens. We got to hope for the best. And I think hoping for the best would be a draw. We got to try to get a draw out of that. Um, mm-hmm. As for Netherlands. Um, yeah, I think two zero against Senegal. I think Senegal had a lot of chances from what I saw from the highlights. I didn't get to catch the whole game. Uh, if Senegal finished their dinner, that would have probably been a different game. However, Netherlands kept a clean sheet and they got two goals late. Cody Gakpo got a nice little header, which was, uh, we have to talk about Mendy because he's been terrible for Chelsea and he was terrible again today. He came all the way out on that goal and he didn't get any of the ball. Like if you're going to come that far out, you got to at least touch the ball, my friend. And Gakpo with a nice finish. And I think Netherlands is a team that will continue to grow. Um, yeah. You know, you have to keep in mind that these teams, when they play usually in the World Cup, you get time off from your club and then you're able to go play with your international team for weeks Mm -hmm. and get used to each other and gain some momentum. Mm -hmm. Club football just finished last week. So I think Netherlands is a team that as the tournament goes on, they've been gifted a pretty, pretty damn weak group. So they're, they got the they got the tough game out of the way. Senegal was the toughest game. I think Ecuador will be a little tricky, but they should they should handle that. And Qatar will be easy six points, uh, easy three points. Yeah, you get six points, you're pretty much through the next round. So I think Netherlands yeah. is a team that will continue to be, build momentum, and they're my surprise team. And yeah, I, I like that pick because Netherlands, if they finish top of the group, then they get the second place team from from the England group, which is either going to be USA, Wales, or Iran. And I like them against those teams. So yeah, if you're, if you're Netherlands, you're probably saying, yeah, we, we just got to keep playing good, keep consistency, get goals. And by the time we get to that group, the the knockout stages, I think we'll be firing. And that's what I, that's why I think Netherlands will be. Yeah. It's a good shout. They looked, they looked good. Um, They grew this game for Netherlands was a culmination of what, if you're a Dutch fan, what you can kind of hope to the the World Cup to be for you. Um, you're spot on with, especially with how they play, right? Three in the back, wing backs really spread out there. Dumfries was literally at the midline getting that ball from some of the defenders. That's yeah. that's like the prime positioning on how they want to be able to attack and have balls whipped in right from the midline from their wing backs. Dumfries is a really good attacking player. I rate him a little bit more in international play than I do in club play. Um, I just don't think he can be a top player in the Prem, but he's a quality player. Um, the Dutch versus Senegal today was actually the first time in World Cup uh, uh, experience that either of those nations played each other. So I think a lot of that first couple uh, first half was a, just more of a feel-out game Senegal had moments, but you really felt like the Dutch were going to at some point get that moment of brilliance one to two times that, that they were going to finish. Um, Memphis Depay not getting the start was a little bit more of a scratching of the head for me. Uh, Louis van Gaal is going to get the benefit of the doubt, doubt, right? Because we know what he's capable of doing at the international level. But uh, I, I'd look to that a little bit further if that presents to be a little bit of a potential problem with who they go with. Um, Nathan Ake started today in defense. Kind of a little yeah. shocking to me for that. I was kind of thinking that wasn't going to be the case, but 
you know, the clean sheet. So, yeah, I, I, the Dutch pick is a, is, a, is a solid shout by you. They have the right, right path, the right road to, to have themselves a, a good tournament. Yeah. Um, so about Memphis Depay real quick. He was not supposed to play today from what I was reading yesterday. He was still mm. dealing with that injury. So that's why they didn't start him. He, They were going to say that they were probably going to sit him, but I guess they put him on because they needed a goal. So I think it was probably good that he got that 30 minutes under him. And, yeah. you know, they're probably going to, you know, maybe start him against Ecuador. So let's look at the schedule, see who they have next. How? Because you're going to look at it like this, right? You, you got a 2-0 win today, which was important. Cool. You get a two-goal win. That's always good. And then you, you're looking at Qatar like, like, you know, you're putting salt and pepper on Qatar. You're putting them yeah. on the rotisserie. You're throwing salt and pepper on there. You're getting the barbecue sauce and all that because you're looking <laughs> at them like cooked food. You know, you're going to eat them alive. So who do they have next? Netherlands plays Ecuador next. So that's going to be the tougher game of the two. So you, you got 30 minutes under the pie. You start him for the next game. You handle business there. And then you 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 go in the Qatar game, you rotate a little bit, and then you get out of there probably with another three points and easily get top of the group. So that's how you got to look at it. But yeah, uh, no, good stuff no for way. No way Qatar gets anything from Senegal on that same match day, do they? On that second match day for this group, you have Qatar versus Senegal, and then you have the Netherlands versus Ecuador. We will see how truly truly bad Qatar is. Because if yeah. they come in there and get slapped, then we know that that just them being yes. there is a joke in itself. Just kind of like everything yeah. else is a joke in Qatar. But exactly, um, yeah, I, I don't see it. I mean, I thought, like I said, I thought uh, if could, Senegal had Sadio Mane today, that's a different game, it's a completely different 100%. game because they had they had some good chances in that first half, especially, and even in the second mm-hmm. half. So. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, definitely going to be interesting, especially for Group B, the USA-England group. Hopefully we get some points out of that. But let's just go over um, some of the games this week, and then we'll pretty much wrap it up there, make it a quicker podcast today, and then we'll revisit next week after the uh, next USA game. But, yeah, anything else, uh, you, any takeaways from this first two days of World Cup? We've had, only had four games so far. But is there anything else we can expand on? England looked great. Netherlands, solid. USA, disappointing. Qatar, awful. Anything else? Some of the nations had an opportunity to wear a particular band, has a captain's band, get a yellow card if they were to wear it. Ultimately, FIFA and the local government is having going to have bigger issues with this. Uh, it's also important to note that it's already early rumblings of Budweiser uh, going to sue um, the FIFA for the <laughs> lack of ability to sell alcohol where they are. They've also Budweiser have also promised the winning nation all yes. of the alcohol that they set up for the tournament. There, they said, "Fine, you don't want it. We're going to give it to the nation who wants it or who wins it at the end." Wins it. So that that's is awesome. going to be I love that super super cool. Absolutely, that's how that's marketing one on one. That's incredible. Turning a negative into a positive. I love to see that shit. Um, I think we noted the contradictions with all this shit and the problems that I'm having with the issues that really kind of 
piss me off. I'm happy that we're talking and 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 seeing football and and no one's been hurt and everyone's kind of other than that Qatari keeper. Um, damn, that's fucked up. But damn, uh, everyone's you know been doing their thing. I just think we have a lot of outspoken contradictions out there, and as the World Cup progresses, just keep an eye out for it. Keep an eye out for some of the people that will say some negative things and try to put a head an armband on, but then see where they're seeing, spending their summer vacation and see where they're kind of taking their Probably family in, and doing their pie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we yeah, have a lot of different, a lot of different things that are going on and all of us have, have an opportunity to speak, or at least we think we should. Um, I follow a lot of Qatari reporters because believe it or not, um, Madrid, Real Madrid, their players, they love to go to Qatar. I don't know if anybody knows this, but they yep. love to vacay and and spend time over there and gamble and do their thing. And there are a lot of inside reports that come from Qatar about some of the stuff that's going on, specifically with some of the Muslim players, Kareem Benzema, um, Fernand Mendy. Yep. Um, so a lot of stuff goes on with some of these players and it gets out there. And some of these Qatari reporters, it's funny how I've had to mute some of their posts and stuff when it's come to the World Cup. Because before in club play, it was never a problem, right? This comes around once every four years. And they talk about international play, but they never really kind of host the World Cup and have this shit. I'm noticing now, just from a personal standpoint, I'm having to mute some of these guys because Mark Wall being blocked from being able to enter a stadium and posting all about it. Yeah, I, I was just, just going to bring that up. What's your take on that? I was literally pulling it up because I wanted to bring that up. It's it's interesting. Grant, so you Grant can probably Wall, give by it, the way. Grant Wall. Yeah, Grant Wall. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's important. You, you got to give it some context, lay it all out. But I just think we should keep an eye on some of these things that are happening. But go ahead. Kind of expand on it since you brought it up. Well, Grant Wall, he, he, does, the, he does a bunch of soccer podcasts in America. He does some for Levitard as well somebody who we listen to in the podcast game. Um, but yeah, he, so he, he goes to the game today and he posts security guard refusing to let me into the stadium for USA versus Wales. He wore a rainbow shirt with, um, and that's the armband you were talking about that, yeah. you know, some people were going to wear the one love rainbow armband, but it wasn't allowed. They were literally saying people will be booked for it immediately after the first whistle. And then Grant right. wall goes on Twitter just now. Security guard refusing to let me in the stadium, USA Wales. You have to change your shirt. It's not allowed. I mean, it, it, for me, it's fucking virtue signaling. I mean, you're just you're just going there to try to do something to stir up some controversy. You know it's not allowed. You're very aware of that. You're wearing it, going in there, knowing that somebody's going to tell you to take it off. You know that's going to happen, and you're posting about it to kind of cause up a, a controversy on Twitter. It's, it's virtue signaling at its finest. I mean, some yeah. of this stuff to me is just, it's, it's hypocrisy and it's just complete virtue signaling. You're going out there to try to like, oh, look at me. I'm a warrior for, for, for gay people. Like, you know, I'm trying to do this. It's annoying. Right. You knew what was going to happen and now you're screaming at the top of the mountaintop about it. I mean, this, yeah. is, this is what we signed up for. If you disagreed with it, why the fuck did you go? Why did you go? You could have covered this shit in America. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and I'll even expand on it a little bit further. I 
I like consistency and actions and, and thoughtfulness and ideas. And your motivation here is flawed because if I, and I did, went through your Twitter and decided to go through your media and mm-hmm. saw some of the things that you do at other foundations or charities and things like that, you don't happen to be having the gay pride shirt there. This is not, yeah. it's, a, it's an algebra equation. What's good to one side, you do to the other. It's it's very, very simple. It's not hard. You be consistent. And you're going into enemy territory. Whether you disagree with the enemy or not, fine. That's the point. I get it. I'm with you, actually. But you are, you're, you're trying to disrupt something when it, your intentions are not to truly actually disrupt it. This is not the time and the place to have this moment. We all know what the circumstances are. And like you said, you don't necessarily want to agree with it. Fine. I'm actually with you. Why are you there? You're not. Don't you're if you're of so strong of the mindset that this is actually wrong, which, again, I'm agreeing with you. We agree with that. Let's make that clear. Yeah. Get it out of there. You get out of there. Don't be doing it. Don't be giving them the opportunity to do this. The content that you provide. You can easily talk about the games. You can cover the stats. You can get some of the people that are there as guests. You can do all of that stuff. But you're not about that life. You're really, really not about that cause. Because if you were, I would see you be doing stuff in St. Louis. I'd be seeing you out here in gay parades, out here in America, giving out to for, foundations about uh, uh, homosexuality abuse and the things that some of the LBGT community have to do. Be consistent with actions. If you're and And if you were... If you were Mr. Wall, you wouldn't have actually tried to do that because you would be so strong of that mindset, right? Because it's all about you and it's an, a, a you giving back. And she would have said, I'm boycotting this shit. But you're doing, mm-hmm. like you said, it's virtual signaling. You want people to look at me. It's it's all about looking at me, Louie. And it's such, it's, the cause is right. The cause is right, but it's a horrible execution. Yeah. We agree 100% with what you're trying to say. And there shouldn't be any discrimination against people of because of their sexual orientation that's absolutely a no-brainer for me and you but unfortunately you're in a country that does not think that way and you yeah. wearing that shirt is not going to change anybody's fucking beliefs period yeah period Everybody. you're not going to walk in the game and you're not going to barrel through security guards and get through and get into the stands and then people are going to go you know what just because grant wall fought and wore that shirt and barged through the stadium and got in we're going to change yep. our whole belief system. It's just exactly. It's, it's ridiculous. It's screaming from the mountaintop. It's look at me, Louis shit, and uh, yeah, it, it's kind of annoying. You know, I, I Leo Williamson on Arsenal, great player, captain of England. She was also complaining. I'm going to boycott watching, which fine, you can boycott watching, but you know where she's yeah. doing her uh, training for for the off season. Where Dubai. is she? She goes to Dubai. So. <laughs> Not much difference between Dubai and, and Qatar. Both, no. both their infrastructures are basically the same. So, I mean, yeah. it's just it's just kind of annoying how people are just trying to grab all the attention. And, you know, you're there. Ultimately, I think, Grant, that you went there for USA to support the, mm-hmm. the football team and the soccer team. And right. you, you try to make the post about you today. And I think it's a little obnoxious. It's shameful. It's shameful. You can you can keep it moving with all that stuff. We love your content. We are, we're we're 
proud Americans like you, and we believe in the freedom of speech. And there's no question that anyone, I don't want to be, I don't want to have, there are baselines. You need baselines to have educational, logical, coherent, understanding conversations. And when you can't even get to a baseline that the LBGT community deserves the right to live and be free and enjoy the same freedoms that I, as an American, and actually I'm a minority. So, I mean, yeah, I'm fighting <laughs> for you in multiple ways. So the, the, we can't even agree on that baseline with the nation of Islam and that group of people. And that's okay. I'm not even going to fight that. You're looking at something that is a million years old in fighting. I cannot take on that challenge. But what I won't do is go over there knowing the circumstances and try to blast it all in their faces. Just like I don't expect them to come over here when we have it and they're going to try to blast it all in our faces. But the other thing, right, about them doing it in the inverse is the Constitution says they can do their freedom of speech. That's the beautiful thing about our country. We let them come here. If they want to do all that, fine. Best thing about it is you better be out there doing your shit with your gay pride shirts then and supporting that shit then. I want to see that same. So keep that same energy later on, man. But you didn't have to be doing all that with Qatar. You didn't, come on. It, it's it's to yeah. look at me, bro. He he was posting the rules of the stadium. So he he last week. So he knew like you knew what the circumstances were. So silly goose. I, I get it. It's just like for me, it's a little cringy in my opinion. But 100%. um. And it's and once again, because there's stupid people out here who listen to this and say, "Oh, you guys are supporting Qatar." It's not what we're doing. We're just we're we're, we're observing one person's actions and mm-hmm. saying it's not necessary, bro. It really isn't. You're not going to change anybody's minds. I I support your right to wear that shirt, but unfortunately, that stadium outlined the laws, and it ain't going to happen. So don't go in there and then act like you're a victim because you knew what was going to happen. Right. Yeah, he posted the yeah. whole fucking thing. He's like, I'm okay. You know, that was an unnecessary ordeal. Yeah, no shit. But you knew the exactly. ordeal. It, it's exactly. like, if, it's like, it's like, if, you know, I'm, I'm planning my wedding coming up and I said, hey, Orlando, love to have you, but we're, we're doing an, a, a wedding with no children. Sorry, but well, that's how we're doing it. And then you show up <laughs> with, your, with your son and then you start posting. <laughs> Hey, they're not letting me. They're not letting me in here because I have a child, and it's like we told you, we told you the deal, and it's not anything against you. We want to have you, but unfortunately, if we let you in with your child, then we have to let everybody in with the child. Exactly. And, it, and it may not make sense to you, but we let you know the rules of the wedding, and you right. can't come in here and then tweet about how we're not letting you in the the wedding because your son is with you. Seriously, <laughs> no, I mean that's what it that's is. Not on. It's spot on. Absolutely. It's pretty, it's pretty silly that, that you do that. It's, it's almost as silly like Qatar agreeing to have Budweiser as a sponsorship to have someone allowed to serve alcohol. And then days before the tournament decide you can't serve your alcohol in our stadiums during the games or after you got to go to a certain separate location. It's silly. It's going back and forth with silly, dumb stuff. And I just think this is why FIFA needs to have conversation about and we can we need to have a separate pod about that netflix doc man because i'm halfway through it and it's incredible I need to watch it Let's, i'm gonna watch it because i have a trip coming up so i'll watch it on the trip oh, 
the levels of corruption and just yeah. it's it's amazing. I don't know how factual this is because the state of Twitter nowadays with Musk doing the things that he is. But I read a statement and I've read it from several different outlets today that the Twitter, the FIFA president is open to possibly having North Korea host the World Cup because oh he is he's a, he's <laughs> all for the coming together of countries. And I want to kind of cite the sources. So it's yeah, yeah. It's, well. For one is Sport Bible, okay. Then you have the he's other a, one is he's all for whoever gives him the fucking most money, not for the coming exactly. together of countries. Fucking exactly. So you have football tweet, Sport Bible, Transfer News Live, and then you also have. Well, here you go. This is a verified. I don't know how active they are, but they they are verified. Barstool Football. Who've also went ahead and and for sure have tweeted, FIFA President Gianni Infantino says he would be open to North Korea hosting a World Cup to help quote unite the world. That's yeah. If you think if you think that that this is crazy, imagine if they go to fucking North Korea. That that'll just be something else. Um, let's hope yeah. that doesn't happen. At least the next one's in the United States. So uh, yeah, that's a good. In the Athletic, the Athletic put that out there too. Well, then it's a very good source because the athletics not going to fucking post no bullshit. So, yeah, yeah that, that's insane. That's absolutely fucking insane. But, um, yeah, let's just go over some of these uh, upcoming World Cup matches. Let's give a score and then we'll get the fuck out of here. Yes, sir. All right. So tomorrow, 5 a.m., Argentina versus Saudi Arabia. That should be a slapping. Should be. Saudi Arabia going to do anything to even make it a game? It's a 5 a.m. or for us Easterners, Eastern uh, timers. So I'll be waking up to the score. Uh-huh. Don't see me getting up for a Saudi Arabian 11. Nah. Argentina going to go ahead and probably put it on them. I'm going to say they looked good, too, in some of their friendlies. I'm going to go with the classic stomping, 3-0. Yeah, I'm going to say 4-0, Argentina. Um, yeah. 8 a.m. game, Denmark versus Tunisia. Another team I don't really know too much about Tunisia, just like Saudi Arabia. But you picked Denmark to win the group, so I'm guessing you're going to pick a win. I'm picking Denmark to slap the shit out of them. And this is going to be something to where we're going to be wondering the, the qualification process for the World Cup and how many opportunities that teams get. Because you're looking at Qatar, you're looking at Saudi Arabia, and we're looking at you, Tunisia. What the fuck are you going to do this tournament? So... <laughs> Um. Yeah, slapping by Denmark. Probably another three nil. Yeah, uh, I'm right there with you. I'm gonna say it's gonna be two zero though. But very very uh, easy victory for Denmark. Two zero though. They'll miss some chances. Mexico Poland, another team you picked to be surprised. Poland, the goody game. This is gonna be a good good fucking game. Last I got game Poland of the day tomorrow. Yeah, I got Poland stretching it out. I got Dowski um, cementing himself a little bit further, um, and and yeah, I got I got Mexico kind of maybe coming down to reality a little bit about what their tournament's going to look like. Yeah, as I watch USA disappoint today, I realize, you know, maybe we beat Mexico in those games because Mexico just isn't that good anymore. I think that might be more of the reality than USA is way better than Mexico. 
Um, it could be something. I guess both could be true, but yeah, I'm I'm down on Mexico. I'm going with Poland. I think Lewandowski gets at least two tomorrow, maybe even a Hattie. Uh, I'm going to say 3-1 Poland. No. France-Australia, 2 p.m. game. We have to note, because I picked Benzema to win the Golden Boot, I'm going to switch mm-hmm. that. I'll keep it on France. I'm going to say Mbappe now. Uh, but yeah. I think games like this is going to be games. You know, Australia, they're not the worst international team, so I think they'll put up somewhat of a fight. But I think when it's all said and done, France will win that one uh, 3-0. 3-1. I'll give Australia a goal. I think France will concede uh, 3-1 uh, and Mbappe with the brace. And I'm going to switch my pick to the Golden Boot because, unfortunately, Benzema got injured. Another injury yeah. for France. Uh, they're, they're piling up for France. So, yeah. What I find interesting about this particular matchup, or especially, specifically tomorrow, is the case of the giant playing little club and – you had some of that today as well with England. And Saka yeah. is the case in point for England to go ahead and get the potential, their nominee for the player that can get up there and score a lot of goals. So Saka put out two today. Who's it going to be tomorrow? Is Dowski going to go ahead and separate himself? Is Messi going to separate himself? Is Mbappe going to separate himself? There's going to be that potential. And actually, this would have been a little bit more fun kind of looking into from a betting perspective of who teams would have bet on from a from a golden boot perspective. Like what country yeah. do we think the golden boot's gonna come from? Because mm-hmm. I mean, you can make a strong case that the team going into the knockout stage, so like, you know, making it to the last sixteen or eight, and don't get into the final four or the final two can still have the player that wins the golden boot because they they slapped up one of these smaller countries and got three goals in a game and then two in another. And all of a sudden they're five. And then they're, you know, that last game they get knocked out, they have a brace and it's like, Oh shit, they put up a lot, but I don't know. So that'll be kind of interesting to see what players kind of separate themselves. Yeah, absolutely. And, And we forgot to note too. I mean, Saka had a brace, but so did, so did Valencia on Ecuador, and so did Tarimi on Iran. So we have a bunch of players with two goals because there was a there was Saka, Valencia, and in four games we have three players with two goals. So yeah, That's I think dope, it's going to yeah. be an interesting race for the Golden Boot because I'm predicting a couple goals from Neymar. I see Lewandowski getting a few goals, so we can come out of this first group group stage games with you know several players with two or three goals, which will make this golden boot race very interesting. Did yeah. you pick a score for France, Australia? I'm going four to one. I'm going one more than you. I just think France is going to put them on them. I actually have Mbappe scoring a hat trick. I think Mbappe's Oof, I love that's that. the guy. That's the guy that I think out of that entire France team. Yeah. With, with, and what's it say? Also side note, no Anthony Martial call up when they go down to attackers they, the champ says, no, nah, I'm good. We're going to keep what we have. We'll just keep rolling with it. Kind of ballsy. That's crazy. And I think it is. It's so ballsy that I think that's the same reason why I think they're all saying, looking at Killian, like, just put us on your back. This this is your tournament. So, yeah. Got a Hattie going to Killian. Hattie to Killian. All right. We're going to the Wednesday games. Uh, first game, 5 a.m., Morocco versus Croatia. Croatia for nothing. Croatia is going to be dominant. It's going to be a team performance. 
Moldrick might get a pen. Um, yeah, I got Mold. I got uh, Croatia dominating. Score. I got it to be three one. Three one. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with a. I'm gonna do a surprise here. Two two Morocco Croatia draw. Yeah, I'm not gonna do all these lopsided scores. There's always gonna be a surprise. Uh, uh-huh. Runner up in the last World Cup, Croatia. They will get a draw. It'll be a draw. That's what I'm going with. Uh, 8 a.m. game on Wednesday, Germany, Japan. And this is where the upset happens. I got Japan going 2-2 two to two right here. I got a draw. I got okay. a performance coming from your boy, Tamiyasu. And yes. I think they're... I think they're going to go ahead and get themselves a little something here. Um, I got it being a two to two draw. All right. I like it. I like it. I think, um, I think Germany will win this, but I think it'll be a very good game. I'm looking forward to this game. Actually, like you said, Tamiyasu, uh, I've watched him play for Japan. He plays center back. He's very good at center back and Japan. They have a lot of tricky players, but I think it'll be a two, one Germany win. It'll be a good game though. Uh, Spain, Costa Rica, 11 a.m. Wednesday. Costa Rica have a chance to do something here. Um, yeah, but I agree. Looking at my uh brackets and what I have projected, I do have Spain going places, so I got yeah. Costa Rica getting a loss. I got to be in close though, three to two, uh, Spain over Costa Rica. <laughs> Yeah, I agree with you. I think Costa Rica will, will be fighting. I think they'll be tough, but I think Spain just has too much talent, and I think they're a good shout for going far in the World Cup. Um, yeah, so I'm going to take Spain. I'll take a I'll take a two zero win. It'll be close most of the game, but they'll 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 get two goals in the second half, finish them off. This is an interesting one for me. Belgium, Canada. I'll just say it because you know I have Belgium being the flops of the tournament. I have Canada being kind of surprising in this tournament. So statement game, Canada. Canada is going to do what USA did not do today. They're going to get a dub. It's going to be a two-to-one win for Canada. Uh, It was funny when I read it, but then I thought about it more, and it became a little bit more sad. Um. Eden Hazard was quoted as saying that he was asked about his certain form in that one year with Chelsea that right before the year he signed with Madrid and he just straight up said it. No. Well, I do. I think, will I, I will ever get back to that form. No, I think I'm just past those days. And it was just like, man, Eden, we all knew it, bro, but you didn't have to say it. (laughs) We didn't have to say it. It was just one of those things. I was just like, damn, yeah, the golden era of, of of football for Belgium is just one of those things. I think Gab Marcotti said it on his podcast too. It's just like I, he keeps waiting for it. I don't know what they keep, they keep talking about, but yeah, let me see it. Uh, I'd love it, but no, I'll, I'll edge out a win for for Belgium, uh, two to one, Belgium over Canada. All right, so you have it the opposite of I do. All right, that'll be an interesting game. I'm I'm looking forward to that one. That's probably the the. Group stage game, Germany, Japan, uh, Portugal, oh. Ghana is decent. But, yeah, that's probably one of the ones I'm really, really anticipating. I think Canada can make some noise. 
Um, all right. Thursday, last day of the group stage, uh, first games. So Switzerland, Cameroon. I got the Swiss being a little bit more cohesive. I have the Swiss winning that one. I'll have them winning it close, one nothing. Close one. Yeah, I, I like Swiss. Granit Xhaka, FC captain. He's going to lead them to a win. Um, I'm going to say it's probably going to be – I'm going to go 2-1 as well. Nice. Next one. 8 a.m. on Thursday, Uruguay versus South Korea. Mm, Uruguay is a little bit more uh, forced than I was going through rosters. I got Uruguay winning this, and it'll be 3-1. to one. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I agree. Uruguay is going to win this. I think it'll be... I think it'll be a pretty easy win for them. I'm going to say it's going to be 2-0 Uruguay. Next, Portugal versus Ghana. Portugal versus Ghana. Who are you going with on this one? This this has the makings of you uh, calling something. Doesn't It's not good for, for Ronaldo and them boys if what your predictions yeah. go right with this one. And this would be the start of it. Um, I don't know. Yep. Go first with this because it's Ghana. Yeah, so and then Portugal's in the same group as Uruguay, South Korea. Um, so yeah, I think Portugal's gonna beat South Korea, but they're gonna have to drop points somewhere. And I'm gonna say this is gonna be a draw. I'm going with a one one draw for Ghana. They're gonna they're gonna hang on and get a draw out of it, Ghana. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. Hmm. It'd be super tough and Ghana's up for it. I know they are. Uh I'm gonna go to two I'm gonna go two to one Portugal. All right, two to one, and then the last game of the day one, the first matches in the group stage, Brazil versus Serbia. Um I got Brazil as the champs, so I'm obviously gonna pick a win here. This Serbia team, though, I keep looking at their roster and um, the more I look at it, the more I'm impressed. They actually have some good players there. So I think this yeah. is gonna be um a tough game for Brazil. I do, but they will win. I'm going to say it's going to be a two to one win for Brazil. I'm going to go one up for each more that you just said. I'm going to go three to two Brazil. I think it's going to be a little bit more of a goal scoring game. I think Serbia is going to be up for it. And I think they're not going to be shy because some of that and a great point by you that you've been echoing about this whole World Cup. It's that youthfulness. Some of these younger players are going to be up for it with the environment and being in the midseason. Some of these older players are not going to really be able to play. Serbia's got a, a great roster of young players that want it. Um, and, yeah, I think they'll go be up for it against Brazil, but I just think Brazil's of another class. Uh, squeezing yeah. out one goal victory. So I'll go three to two Brazil. Yeah, no, I think they'll definitely be up for it. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to that game because, yeah, I keep looking at the Serbia roster. And I'm like Mitrovic, Vavic, Milinkovic, Savic, Jovic. They have some good, good players on that team. So, yeah. yeah, I'll definitely be watching that one as well. But, yeah, that's the, that's going to be the first game. Hopefully we come into the next one in a better mood. Like I said, a draw against England would be great. We need that. And then, yeah, we'll continue covering the World Cup. Golden boot race is going to be tight. Um, yeah, anything else? No, no. Um, super stoked for it. You got the transfer rumors building up. You got a lot of stuff, 
Um, Nkuku signing with Chelsea. Uh, numbers confirmed. Sounds like they'll probably be trying to go officially public with that the way they wanted, not like how it happened uh, during the the pre right after the other previous window. So yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how things kind of play out with that. But so far, I'm I'm I haven't been really moved by the gameplay by the play, but I'm happy that this tournament's going because. Maybe I'd be singing a different tune if USA got the win like they did, like they were supposed to. But even with the games, the games have been good, but nothing so far that I've been like, oh, fuck. I got, I got, I'm watching the replay of that in like an hour. That game was incredible. So we'll see. Yeah, I think these first group games are going to be kind of rough. Um, yeah. Not the best play. I think I think once we get to the second and third group games, the team you know has a game under their belt. Every team does. I think we'll get some better play, and then once we get to the knockouts, it should be, it should be really good. Everybody will be up for it. Everybody will have their fitness at a level that they need it to be. And yeah, nah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, that's it. Um, episode 19, and we'll be back. Peace. Peace.